Hello all, welcome to the Lunar Ceasefire Cartoon Fan Podcast. This is episode 439, and today I'll be talking about Snow and Violets from Bee and Puppy Cat. I'm GC13. And I'm David. Ah, this is this is back to the sweet episodes. I liked this one, and also I liked hearing Rupier Guy. Ha! <laughs> so that's why the voice is so familiar. Man, Mr. Cups is such a vibe, but why did he sound so familiar? That makes sense now. Holy crap. That was like one of my favorite episodes. It's like I'm I'm getting such adventure time vibes off of this, almost like root beer guy. And then then I checked, and sure enough, it is the same guy. It's not exactly the same voice. It's like an older, more mature root beer guy. <laughs> I I'd just say older. <laughs> I I don't know if I, who's who's the wiser of the two characters. And he doesn't. He's not even graying. So, <laughs> uh, what a, what a great typecast to have <laughs> as a voice actor you know i'm I'm here for this just a chill dude yeah they they each have their own little mission in life right like rupier guy just needed to write <laughs> his novel and this guy he just needs to win mm. win a race against his past his past where he was digging for bodies or something well probably not bodies and also he cheated at races does that make him a bad guy? Just, he was a cheater? So much to think about, <laughs> about Mr. Cups. I will say this, Rupier Guy's mission was not actually writing his novel. As, as soon as he got, like, a job that fulfilled him, he tossed that typewriter in the trash. But, <laughs> sticking with being Puppy Cat, I kind of liked how Mr. Cup was like, yes, I desperately want to beat my old time, but I'm going to keep stopping in the middle of races for cake breaks and uh, take naps. Not a very strong competitive spirit, considering how much this is eating him up, apparently. I think he's been going at it for a long time, because, well, we see his whole lifespan he's been racing. He says he's been racing on this planet for his whole lifespan, and his cheating self seems significantly younger than him, so... I mean, the depressing idea is somewhere between his fastest time and now he, in his own words, like, turned good. Maybe not good at racing, but just good. <laughs> and now he can't. <laughs> no, a race has passed. My favorite thing about this whole little racetrack planet is how it has no relationship to the first part of the episode. <laughs> like well no no she, okay she had her bike she she was riding on a bike and that's i mean it's more of a unicycle but he kind of he pilots it like a bike so that's got to count for something the episode is titled snow and violets and that's what clogs up the motorcycle that b drives when she wants to take puppy cat out and have him experience the island's seasons day where the seasons keep changing and cycling through all four. I, I, it doesn't tell us a lot except that the island is weird and at least some of the weirdness is absolutely recognized by the other inhabitants, right? Because the cat cafe actually celebrates seasons day and has meals appropriate to it. There's no correlation explicitly shown as to like if b has any part in this she takes you know puppy cat to her secret place which he identifies as you know having like dumpster vibes an organized garbage <laughs> dump uh which which is true and he also contributes to it by later throwing his clothes in there into the ocean but 
you know, we, we spend a lot of time just watching the seasons change and we, we keep getting cuts to the ocean, sparkling, and it all doesn't quite add up to anything. And then we're just whisked away in this absolutely nonsense, but incredibly relaxed <laughs> mission to, well, not even help this dude for money. Apparently they're just doing it for free because Tempbot's asleep. They, they were trying to get him to pay them, though. They they asked multiple times. I uh, I I just I thought that B and Puppycat had already shown us how relaxed it could be, and then I saw Tempbot sleeping, and I heard B say, "You know, everybody sleeps for a reason. We shouldn't wake him up, Puppycat." And I thought, "Oh my gosh, they did it! <laughs> they already got even more relaxed. Like this episode is not about um a story at all, really." It's just about existing, and I think that's so fun. And I loved this race car planet so much. I loved using the like race ghosts, just like you know from my favorite video games, like Mario Kart. But like the design of this dude, this bird alien, and all of his little his creepy baby that's evil. That was great. <laughs> I just don't know how to like summarize it into something meaningful, which is fun, <laughs> I guess. And the race ghosts can actually interact with the present time as well. Yeah, unlike unlike uh, normal, at least Mario Kart racing ghosts and most race ghosts, uh, which is funny because they they use that property in order to cheat and win, which is the great <laughs> the great joke at the end because B. Well, first of all, she races on all fours and tries to outrun Mister Cup's past ghost. And nearly wins, but she ends up taking Puppycat's lead and jumping on the ghost and then leaping forward off of the ghost to cross the finish line, all while Mr. <laughs> Cup's asleep. That was awesome. <laughs> but when it happens, yes. you're like, wait, isn't he immediately going to be concerned that they cheated? And that's what I was thinking. And, I, and then it turns out he's not. He just gets to be rainbow colored. And that's all he really wanted out of life. Yeah. I love Maybe that's why he cheated. Like... It's the epitome of lazy in space's title. This dude wasn't even that committed. He like he was too lazy <laughs> to even care about winning the honest way. It turns out he just wanted to be a rainbow. And you know the sad thing is that apparently he is eventually going to lose that rainbow because he had never beaten that time, so you'd think that if it lasts forever, he he would have stayed that way forever, but I I guess at some point you just change too much and you can't be rainbow colored anymore, even though nobody's beat your time. Yeah, it's hard to say, like, at what point he changes in his lifespan to produce these previous ghosts. The mechanics of that, you know, aren't explored. <laughs> and I think it's probably not worth thinking about. Like, maybe you can think of it more as just like snapshots of time. So if you become a winner, like if you get the next high score then that's captured as a ghost, perhaps. And mm. so maybe if he were to ever, you know, years or decades down the road, race again and try to beat one of his own times, if he appeared on the leaderboard, then maybe his previous self would start appearing? Or maybe just time would pass and his previous self as a rainbow would appear? I mean, you bring up a good point. I can't work out <laughs> in my mind how that would work. But, uh, but have you seen how much cake he's eating? He's not going to last decades. <laughs> I mean, my assumption with any character I see in space in a show like this is that they're just eons old. 
You know, <laughs> I mean, mm. I don't know this guy. Where does he even get his groceries to make those cakes? Does True. he eat a cake whenever he needs them? He can't drive down to the grocery store unless it's invisible, maybe. Yeah, I mean, at least there's a tempot network. Like, maybe he's hired. He seems to be familiar with the idea of hiring people. Ooh, there you go. It's DoorDash in space. They don't flesh out how the tempot service works completely, but clearly it's a thing known everywhere except at least on the island where no one knows about it. Well, uh, Bee's dad was able to hire puppy cat to do a temp job yeah that's true but bee's weird <laughs> so presumably bee's dad is weird <laughs> now uh, you mentioned how relaxed the racetrack planet was i'm surprised you didn't mention how relaxed it was to have puppy cat floating on a cushion of air created by <laughs> that fan see but i was too worried about if the fan was lying flat on the ground could it actually move that much air which is not a thought I should have been having. True, I, true. I did enjoy him floating, though. That is a static pressure design, if I've ever seen one. It was it was cute, though. I, I love the little devices, too, that are in this world, because, like, a box fan controlled with a little wireless remote, I don't know, those are probably common, but I don't see them. So just even little touches, like how the technology mix of this world works is cute even when it's not um you know it's not like sci-fi or anything it just i don't know <laughs> i'm describing a feeling that i can't describe <laughs> but when did b lose her fear of the water she was diving into that bathtub looking for snacks does the bathtub have water in it though or does it just have snacks it looked like it was filled with water did the snacks move like they were floating on top of water i can't remember i remember mm. watching that and thinking the same thing but then justifying it by saying that I couldn't actually see any surface of water. But, I mean, she does eat stuff from the toilet. So, I mean, she's not afraid of touching water. Maybe the maybe the bathtub's just not that deep. Mm, you're right. It looks like it's just stacked in there. She's wearing her bathrobe and it doesn't get wet. Yeah. So, it's just... <laughs> I mean, because she doesn't actually need to take baths or use the toilet, I assume that's why she uses it as a pantry. Uh, just like a eccentric way to tell us that she doesn't have human bodily functions. Makes me wonder what she puts in the pantry then. Oh God. <laughs> it's actually, I don't know why. Like, have we even seen a kitchen in her apartment before? I feel like we only see the living room mm. and the bathroom. Good point. She, uh, she talks about having pre-deviled eggs, but never about deviling them. I mean, I can't recall a time, do we see her in a bedroom, sleeping? Like, she's always just in the living room. Like, maybe sleeping on the couch with Puppy Cat. When she was recovering, she was on the couch. Yep. <laughs> weird, weird details. Mm. She definitely doesn't need to sleep as a robot, so maybe she doesn't... I mean, she likes napping, seemingly. Maybe not as much as Puppy Cat. Since, since we're talking about the early part, I liked Merlin hearing... Toast talking about how he was under her thrall and just, uh, like, groaning. <laughs> well, he's groaning in acknowledgement that she's 100% correct. He's like, damn, she's, <laughs> she knows me. <laughs> she's completely right. And then he dutifully builds the tracks in front of her. I, I loved that she goes out on the, I was like, why is he laying railroad tracks? 
And then we learn why. Because toast has flair. Yes. See, I think that's kind of a classic visual gag routine that being puppy cat does. You'll see something inexplicable like Marlon's setting up <laughs> tracks in the house. And then, you know, there. I don't even re- remember Toast living in the same room as Cass. Like, when did that happen? <laughs> but somehow that's been happening. Yeah, I think this was the only episode that that happened. <laughs> yeah, and then she moves out by riding a train. And then, ah, there's the payoff. And not only is it hilarious she's riding a train, but it continues to prove her point that Marlon's completely under her spell and basically her servant (laughs) or at least he'll just do whatever she asks him to do even if it's well can he build a whole train i know he's a doctor but like where did they get the train from is he also an engineer did he just buy it off the internet if he's paid well enough yeah he can just buy it off the internet i mean there have been old cartoons where you have the the people laying the tracks in front of the toy train uh, before this is just a very large toy train yeah, I I I love the imagination <laughs> in in scenes like that. And it has the power to move toast plus one. <laughs> Somehow though, they just shoved in right after that moment. They were like, hey, what if Cardamon and Sticky were hanging out? And we were just gonna show ten seconds of that <laughs> Sticky, and not no! have any other relevance. Yeah. I love that. They're just like a caterpillar wants to die by being eaten by Sticky, and Sticky is weirdly into it because (laughs) like why does she have angry but like determined eyebrows like she's evilly excited to help this caterpillar die and then that and then the scene just passes it's great (laughs) it doesn't make any sense but i guess Uh, it's great i i yes sticky is excellent and cardamon cardamon's like no stop don't except you know he actually cares but he's not doing anything to stop her yeah (laughs) yeah it's uh, that's a funny incongruity the voice acting makes him sound genuinely concerned but he just thinks he's helpless or like maybe he thinks that he shouldn't take agency over sticky like he should just express how he feels but sticky can do what sticky does (laughs) like what a fun little relationship i mean i guess it's not his job to force her to be ladylike yeah, I mean, Sticky's a married adult, or at least a. Well, did yeah, they got married. They're not still uh, engaged. Yeah. Although you know, Puppy Cat never wears his rings. Yeah, I think I think I think he officiated some wedding uh, where the groom was absent. Yeah, which makes me wonder: is it, is it really official? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I've never heard of landlords being allowed to conduct weddings. I think Cardamon made that up. <laughs> So I don't think there was anything too interesting inside of Tempbot. I was trying to stare around to see if there were any like hints of the future when we were seeing the various like symbols floating around that were like potential temp jobs. I liked the return of the toilet. Yeah, there's just the toilet planet still. Apparently it has lots of problems. Uh, We see the donut picture too. I think we see a hand that looks a lot like the... The evil Ooh. hands. But that's kind of it. Now, what I liked was a detail that happened after they got back and Deckard's brother came out to help B retrieve her motorbike. And it's like, oh, 
Oh, so I thought this was just a scam that B was running, passing these IOUs, but apparently the IOUs are a wizard family thing, or at least they picked it up after hanging out with B. Yeah, that was so great. I, uh, I, I feel bad for seeing Deckard in this episode just struggling. It was brutal to watch his scenes where he just read texts from B and then just the camera would zoom in on specific words like lazy and he would just shamefully hide his phone under his pillow and, you know, he couldn't help staring at like his grades. D minus. Yeah, D minus. It's depressing, but uh, it's sweet that he, you know, <laughs> could at least help out B by redeeming this coupon. But yeah, B really doesn't want her bike to become more clowny. <laughs> But she's handing it off to the wrong person. Because as we saw, (laughs) this artist has quite the obsession with with clowns. I do like also while he was sitting in the bathroom and complaining that he doesn't want to be watched. All the fish were watching him. All the fish were watching. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah. I mean, I guess they don't count. It is their room after all. Inexplicably. Yeah. (laughs) I guess it's the one room at the cafe where the cats aren't allowed. Yeah, that makes sense. It doesn't make sense why they're all being collected and put into a room, but (laughs) they are safe from the cats. It's a dangerous hobby. Does Puppy Cat ever get a new Tamagotchi communicator thing? Yeah, he seemed really upset about that, but I don't remember when he was even gifted it. I mean, it was from Pretty Patrick. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Right, because of the mobile game, right? That was kind of like his prize. That cost him $500. We are going to meet Pretty Patrick in two episodes, so I I don't know if he gets any merch replacements. Mm. We can hope. But, uh, you know, we'll see. That was was kind of sad. Puppy Cat needs to be careful. Anyway, guys, that's it for us on Snow and Violets. Join us next week. Until then, I'm GC13. And I'm David. Don't forget to leave us a review anywhere you listen to podcasts. Later, everybody. Our opening and closing music is by Mark Soto. For more cartoon-related content, please visit LunarCeasefire.com. 